Hey, welcome to the Borto Podcast. I'm joined by Theo, Drifting, and Watch Borto. Um, we got a lot of cool topics we want to talk about, and I know these guys really wanted to hop on the podcast. So, yeah, um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Sarda versus Sumire. Um, obviously, Sarda is an important character, but I also believe Sumire is one, too. Um, first of all, she wasn't even affected by omnipotence. Like, that's huge. Um, and he's a big part of the ninja tech. And we haven't really seen much of it, but they do include her in the in the manga. Um, so I want to see Sumire, like, fight eventually. Like, we need to see that. Like, it'll be so badass. And I have a theory that they would fight over uh, Boruto. Because I feel like Boruto kind of likes Sumire, but obviously there's some tensions between um, Sarda. Uh. What y'all think? <laughs> I don't know about okay, that. So... Jealousy? They really want to go down that uh, again? You know, with Ino <laughs> and Sakura? Uh, well, if you compare it to Sakura and Ino, and like things echoing... In a sense, I can see it happening to a degree. And to be fair, Sumire asked Sarada to her face, do you like Boruto? Sarada said no. Mitsuki asked Sarada, she said no. Ada asked Sarada, mm. she said no. <laughs> so... Well, it was a no to the to question. To be fair... Answer, you know? Sumire I... did say she liked Boruto. So like, I think yeah, there is a, like even was... when um they were living in the house, and and uh, Sumire popped up and Boruto got like a little shy and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, you look good. Like he compliments her, and then I don't know. We're at chapter five right now, and uh, when when Sarda went to hug, um, Boruto, to me. It's like he's looking up and he he's not smiling. He's kind of frowning and he's right in front of him is Sumire because he got to talk to, to Sarada, what chapter one, briefly, mm-hmm. but yeah, he didn't get to see Sumire yet. Uh, that's, that's that's pretty true. I mean, um, well, the thing about Sumire is like. I, I always saw Sumire as this weird character. I, I think we have to like <laughs> kind of focus on her beginning because like maybe Kishimoto is trying to repeat some history here because I, I remember Naruto part one and in Shippuden, Sakura was always more on the on the front line, plot wise. Like she was always there. Of course, she was Team Seven, but like she was always there uh, aiding Naruto and that kind of like. Um, that made a lot of fans kind of ship them, naturally speaking, right? Because it's like the main protagonist, like overcoming his rival, and then, and then getting the the girl that he can't get. Um, but I, I don't I don't know if Kish I don't know what Kishimoto is actually planning with Sumire because she's always seemed like this really. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a word for Sumire. Uh, unorthodox she's kind of an orthodox she's like this weird like 
she's not any particular special clan, but she's also like like not not really like well shown in the manga and the anime yes like she's shown to be like a very good ninja but um sarda has more showings and but the she manga do, they do show her like in the manga sometimes like especially yeah. with the volumes they like show her um and then recently we saw her i believe she's a really important character and they have like something really important plan for her that we don't really know yet um, i agree another theory that a lot of people on the boruto server are like i've talked about is uh thanks sumire is an uchiha um, right <laughs> and i mean we've seen we've seen um like maybe a relative from shippuden that has the same color hair and the same haircut and literally looks like sumire that was an uchiha and right. maybe that makes sense to why Sumeru wasn't affected by omnipotence. Like the the Uchiha theory. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was someone talking well, about that. Like they were saying, well, if that's true, then Sasuke would would be immune. But um, I mean, you could kind of twist it around. Like you could say, oh, it's an Uchiha that's supposed to be in love with the Otsutsuki. That's the exception. Um, mm. That was one of the defending lines because like um, I've noticed there's a trend going on a little bit because in in Storm Connections, it was there was another plot. It, crazy enough, there was a plot about Anuchia falling in love with Boruto, weirdly enough, from the past. So like we were saying this girl, if she was canon in the, for the manga, like if she was in the manga, I feel like we she would be immune to omnipotence, too. That's a really interesting point that they're not affected over love for an Otsuki. And that's, that can kind of further prove my theory about Sarada versus Sumire fighting over Boruto. I, it I could mean, be this is, of, you know, um, it could be. I like, I don't know what Drifting thinks about all this. Um, I do think that because I played Storm Connections, I actually played through the story myself. Mm-hmm. And, I think it's I think it's very interesting. It does feel like the game is playing around with plot elements to see our reaction, to see how the fans react. That's what I was saying. Because like if you look, if you look at the main story, the like main main story, like the Shippuden stuff, they kind of breeze through it. They they'll give us the boss battles here and there, but then you know for like to um give the OG fans what they want to a degree. But then the Boruto stuff they give us, they give us the cinematics, they play around with plot elements, they bring back, well, this is a spoiler, <laughs> but uh, they bring back a certain Otsutsuki, and then and then obviously the Uchiha girl in the mix. I think it's interesting. Right. I feel like they're trying to see our reaction to see what we like and see what we don't like. That's is everyone going to fan boy or fan girl over this um this chemistry or over these revelations or are they still going to you know kind of because like the whole um connections release i feel like the board has reputation affected 
the whole connections thing in the first place because the trailer was all Naruto and Shippuden related stuff. It was all, oh, um, it felt like a situation where you just have this legacy collection of all the past Storm games. They hesitated to show the Boruto content. So, right. Yeah, I just feel like it was just like a little experiment and they might have played around with plot points that they might use in the future. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I was uh, yeah it's a tough too. transition. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying this too earlier, um, probably in the last episode, that I really believe that this Connections game is a screen testing for us, the fans, to see what we feel about, you know, plot points like that. Um, because as I was saying before, um, that connections game, the storyline for the Boruto original story, it plays out damn near exactly like, uh, Samurai 8, which is another Kishimoto manga. So I really think that they're first off putting stuff from Samurai 8 in Boruto, right? With Shibai and and Nosuski God and all that. But then also mm. they're testing or like they're, you know, showing us stuff to see, okay, what do they really like? And from what I saw, the reception to that story, the Borto story, was, you know, generally positive. People liked it. Uh, especially the Uchiha in in the story. But yeah, that's what I think the connections game is. Um, but about well, uh, Sumeray being an Uchiha, right, and that being somewhat of evidence <laughs> for it, I just can't see it. Like, first you would have to figure out, okay, so how did they survive the massacre? Because she would have been born, you know, after the massacre, right? She's uh, Boruto's generation. Whether uh, a little bit on younger, yeah. older, same age, it doesn't matter. She would have been the same generation. So that means her parents would have had to live or, uh, you know, she had to have been born like. Nah, it had to have been when her parents lived. Yeah, her parents would have had to live when she was born. So, I mean, it it they could find a way to make it work. You know, Uchiha could have migrated outside the village. Yeah, but like, do they, they want work. that? Would they be like, okay, yeah, you know this massacre that was only, you know, Sasuke was the one to live. Oh, now this person is uh, alive, and they made uh, another Uchiha kid. Well, uh, actually, I think I think that's kind of interesting because in uh, in in Storm Connections, literally, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, so I'm not gonna say Sashimi. <laughs> huh? Nanashi. Yeah, Nanashi, Nanashi Uchiha. So, like, so in the story, actually, uh, she separated from because she, she was a prisoner in her own clan because she was known as a tool. And it, when Boruto like set her free, um, apparently, like, she lived in peace away from the Uchiha clan. Like, she separated herself. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, right. So, <laughs> so like, I think it's possible. Like. Um, she may be an example of like an Uchiha split off. Like 
like maybe certain Uchiha were like, okay, this is a little too dangerous being around our clan because truth be told, I mean, the Uchiha clan did start a lot of beef. They they were like, they did have a lot of like beef with many other clans, like, and they took stuff very personally, according to Toby Rama. That was that's the source of their power, right? They're they're it's just their emotions. So, I mean, I can logically see some Uchiha like being a little distant. They're like, okay, time to kind of kind of move away from this. Um, I think it's possible, maybe. Um, it would just they would have to hide pretty good. Yeah. Um, if we're assuming the game is canon, that's one hundred percent possible. Very possible. I see it because I like mean, um they would uh they would essentially be doing it twice though. Because uh the the whole oh. Sumeri backstory was her family going into hiding already. Right? If you exactly remember, it, it, it they was, were already in hiding. Yeah, but they were and members. It's interesting because she made her way back to the Leaf Village. And uh, I don't, I'm not too sure about this, this part of it and this topic, but Nui, isn't it like for some reason, Donzo was able to capture Nui from another dimension and then for somehow, somehow yeah. they got it sealed into, into Sumeray? Uh, no. um, so what it seems to be is that the Gozu Tenno, right, is access to that dimension. And in that dimension lies Nue. Um, but outside of that, I didn't see uh, that they made Nue or nothing else. Because um, when they finished that in episode 15 and Sasuke and Naruto were, you know, debriefing each other about what happened and uh, what's going on. Sasuke said that I can't believe Donzo got this close to Kaguya's hidden jutsu or forbidden or hidden something like that right and because new no he's an alien at this yeah, point if if they meant that Nue is what donzo was uh what made or whatever then that wouldn't be close that is it right <laughs> what would be close is uh access to that um location to that dimension which is what the Gozu Tenno, right? The tattoo on her back and the tattoo on her hand afterwards is. It's a kind of like a reverse summon uh, or like a summon contract where it's a seal where you could teleport over and teleport things to you, you know? And that thing is new. I mean, I mean this kind of reminds really... me of um, um, Pain's summon, summonings of those yeah, creatures. It's kind of like that. They sound yeah, I mean, this is just really interesting. Mm. Yeah, but mm. that's why I don't think uh, the new A, the whole new A thing, I don't think that's part of a uh, part of it. I don't know. I think she just has the Gozu Tenno, which gives her access to new A and the dimension that new A is in. Um, I don't think, from what I've seen from the book, right, the novel, the anime, and uh, that's it, actually. <laughs> so, as far as, like, anything. so, as far as, like, the time skip, there's three years, 
Tumare most likely was has been working in the, the scientific ninja tools lab. There should be like three years of progress too with her. Like I'm assuming that she needs to have some type of power up and needs to go crazy with the ninja tools because it is uh-huh. it is bolt. The Borto's bolt and like the whole thing was about technology. Like I hope they didn't just throw that out the window because now they have OP karma gods. <laughs> I I mean actually I'm thinking I know this is kind of off topic but like I feel like technology is going to relate to how Team 10 and Konamaru fights the um oh like the close that's, the gap that's such an interesting name right yeah I think that's for one it's going to be the brains and yes somewhat their power but I think they're also going to use technology to a degree yeah. because realistically it doesn't really matter how smart they are, Matsuri. Like if if she's as strong as the bug Shinju was, she should like no no def blitz all four of them. <laughs> uh... So I feel like they're gonna use tech somehow. And I think going back to Sumide in the anime, the last time we saw her mess around with, with technology, or I think period, like seen her at all in the anime was she was at the lab and she had like a VR set that linked her to the new way. <laughs> so, she said that she was working on technology that could get her closer to the new way. So I guess in three years, she should have something much more functioning. Um, I don't know what that would be. Especially but... with a motto. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. we did see her. She kind of works with Amato now a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say like watch Boruto. Um, uh, interest. There was something interesting about that because like uh, it was in at the anime in part one in the anime for Boruto. Um, it was at the end of uh, it was uh, it was Sumire. She was talking to Boruto about she wants to find a way to access more of Nui's power using scientific ninja tools. Um, it was in one arc, actually, when when Sumire and Boruto, Sarada, they were all uh, with uh, with old team Taka, and they were fighting uh, the Shinobi that had curse marks. Um, I don't know if you remember that episode specifically, but... Um, uh, it, the episode would be uh, 100 or 101, because it was two-parter. Right. But um, how do you remember the that? Arc, <laughs> well, it's dark, right? The arc was the Jugo arc. Um, yep, the Jugo arc. <laughs> okay. But yeah, and... so I mean, at the time, right? He was still. Uh, a matter of fact, I think this was when the Nue became bigger, right? Because they used to be like a little, you know, plushy size, a little teddy bear size. And then it ended up being like dog size uh, or tiger or, you know, <laughs> like that type of size. And <laughs> big dog, you know, wolf type. And uh, and so that was the first time, right? And since then, Nui seems to be around the same size as that. You know, maybe bigger could be discrepancy, right? Just from animation. But it's around, it should be, if there is any progress, 
Mue should get bigger than what he is at the current moment. What happened between Kawaki and Sumire? Um, when when Kawaki was at the the lab. Oh, okay. So um, this will happen, right? I remember uh, it was like blood or something, right? <laughs> blood. Um, yeah. So, so, tripping. so this is what happened, right? This is actually why he wanted to get. I mean, why he, why she wanted to get closer with Nue. Um, this is like the the reasoning why. In the episode where uh, Kawaki, you know, gets uh, taken to the lab right before he gets taken to Boruto, I mean to Naruto, he breaks out, right? And he tricks uh, people to get him out of there, right? He, I think he actually tricks Sumire and he escapes, um, but he doesn't escape the facility all the way. And Sumire says, all right, I got to stop you um, because, you know. You're just like me, because that was one of the things that uh they were setting up, right? Sumire seeing that you're a lost soul like me, um, up at that point, right? Uh, until he finds Naruto or until he meets Naruto, he's a lost soul. So then he's like, all right, uh, they fight. Uh, she somewhat overpowers him for a little bit, but then he gets the cuff off because he get he's handcuffed. And then when he gets handcuffed, uh, Nue is biting on his arm and like really chomping down. And the Nue, she is in, in control of it. She tells him to stop. He ain't going. So then uh, he finally gets free of him, runs away. And when he runs away, the Nue, the next episode starts, right? Then the next episode starts. He's at the village or some little town. Not the village, but at some little town, Naruto goes to them, and that's when they meet Naruto, and they stop him from like doing all this stuff. I remember when he almost blasted a kid accidentally, <laughs> and he, you know, he uh, reflected or deflected the beam. He shot it up, and then Naruto caught it because it was going to destroy a building right after. So then after that, uh, Sumire is like pleading her case to not do anything to Kawaki because, you know, he's, uh, he's just like her. And Naruto was like, yeah, I got it. Cause, um, you know, he's just like him too. <laughs> so they're all, Outside, yeah. that, they're, that they're close and that they're all similar. And, uh, so huh? in, in the last episode, which will probably actually come out after this episode, um, the guests were mentioning how they feel like Boruto and Kawaki represent Sasuke and Naruto, but Boruto is Sasuke and Kawaki is Naruto. And I really see that. And then they're saying, Oh, we want Kawaki to get killed off. And then, but I feel like, I, I feel like in the end, that's not what's going to happen. I feel like Naruto is going to come back and he's going to stop them from fighting. And he's going to be like, you're both my son. Let's go home and eat. Nah, and they can't just happy. kill off Kawaki. Too happy, too happy. Of an ending. Yep. <laughs> like mm. everybody too, like, is too predictable. Yeah, it's too predictable. Everybody is predicting that. Like, it's too happy. Too. Uh, oh, what the hell? You know, like all's well that ends well. You really want boring with this huh? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you ain't got to say like that. Nah. But uh. Well, yeah, I think nah. I think he wants 
he wants it to be like maybe realistic because uh yeah because because in the real world if somebody like kidnapped your parents and then like did major defamation um that doesn't slide well in yeah. in the real world it has consequences later down the line and i actually that's... think that's been foreshadowed with al remember al right before he died he was telling him that uh you are able to kill me right now but you spare me he said something like that and, yeah and uh Ama- i mean amato al is saying that's gonna be your downfall you're you're like your father with that you know how he forgives people even if uh they probably shouldn't so that's gonna be his downfall that's what al said and we that's, know, that's a good point it's foreshadowing right they don't just say anything to say anything and just like how al who the villain who boruto is sparing um was looking like you know he's accepting death from boruto right accepting to be killed he doesn't he last minute what does he do he be he acts like a shinobi and has a mm, i wouldn't say honorable death but honorable death and uh who kills him kashin koji what does kashin koji think tools so what i'm thinking is is that tools are gonna be the end of kawaki whether that come from amato making them tools whether that come from uh al misusing those tools just like al did uh whether that come from outside influences like other osuski or even the shinju who are tools right they're they're just used for one purpose which is power um, or knowledge in the shinju case so i'm thinking that's probably foreshadowing for that you know he might kills uh uh kawaki <laughs> well kawaki is a tool himself exactly and just like al literally he was a tool himself you know yeah well well, go, well speaking of like, yeah it's important well, that, I, that's why i said it was the manga well i felt that bar that whole thing with Boruto versus Al was to prepare Boruto to have a debate with Kawaki. I think that's what that was for, to prepare him. Each arc in Boruto prepares him or develops him in a way to um, help him define his um, ninja way and how he views the world. And he literally changes his view every arc. Like the Trinity exams... Um, he didn't mind cheating with tools. Then afterwards, he thought, okay, tools are just 100% bad. Then after, oh, he was thinking, well, okay, they're actually not so bad. And, it, and every arc just kind of redefines how he views the world. And, oh, it was like a stepping stone. I was like, okay, you will encounter these this same situation in the future, similar to what Watch Boruto is saying. And it's going to help him approach Kawaki in such a way because now he has experience with the situation. I don't know if he's going to approach it the same, but um, I do know that Borto's current arc in Boruto, it feels well in the time skip, it feels like he is because at the end of the chapter uh, of the um, part one, he said that um, he never really put himself in Kawaki's place before. 
And now he's starting to understand Kawaki. And I think even after the time skip, he's understanding Kawaki even more because now he's lost what Kawaki is trying to protect. So I don't know. Yeah, that's my piece. <laughs> okay. That's so my piece. speaking of the time skip, um, we now see the flying Raijin. Holy shit. <laughs> How do you think Borto was able to do that? Do you think it's his own version of it? Like, what do you think is going on? Hmm. Wow. Um, so, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, I got two options, right? That It's not like I'm saying this is definitive, this or that. But I got two options in mind for how exactly, and it's quite obvious which ones they are, right? Sasuke or Kashin Koji, because those are the only <clears throat> two who would want to help him and could help him if they wanted to, right? Uh, Sarda isn't there, Sumire isn't there, and anybody else who's immune probably won't help, right? Especially not Kaoki. So the <laughs> choice is for who or how Boruto learned Flying Raijin is just Sasuke or Kashin Koji, right? Um, so let's go the Sasuke route. Sasuke in this chapter, latest chapter, chapter five, said that uh, he's taught him most uh, of his techniques and moves. And then later in the flashback sequence, he says that, I've taught you everything. It all that matters now is how much you master of what I've taught you or, you know, whatever. So what I'm thinking that means is of the stuff that he's told him, he's told him everything that he knows, absolutely everything. And then of the stuff that he taught him, which is different, right? Um, You don't have to know how to do something to tell somebody how to do it right that's what uh instructions are for you just oh here go to instructions i can't do it but you could do it if i give you the instructions right it's like that so for sasuke he could because it is uh it's not like it's impossible for him to have known about minato and especially not about minato using the flying raijin um because he was literally there when they revived them right <laughs> they revived the four kages the four hokages um so he was uh, at least in contact with minato at some point and then um also not just that but it would it would just make sense right sasuke not being able to use it but still being able to teach it to him because Sasuke just said, or as Sasuke said, that he is a genius. He learns things quick, Boruto. He learns things quick. So if I just teach you, right, these things, you could learn it even if I can't do it. But of course, that doesn't seem like, you know, too smart, right? Be like, oh, why would the teacher, why would he be the teacher of him, but he can't even do it? So let's go with the second option, Kash and Koji, right? You could pick between which one you want, but I'll, I'll lay them out. With Kash and Koji, this one is probably less 
credible if you believe that the anime uh, does not matter as much as the manga, right? Because the Sasuke point is mainly due to manga stuff, right? Manga content. But the anime point, or the Kash and Koji point, is mainly from anime. In the anime, if you remember, when Kash and Koji was at the village after he infiltrated because he wanted to look over Kawaki and Boruto and their karma progression, there was an episode where after he got not caught because he wanted to be caught, um, but after an episode where they catch that there is an intruder in the village, they have Team 10, right? Inoshika Cho and Kakashi on the hunt, I guess, for him. And Kashin Koji, of course, being Kashin Koji, <laughs> knew that. So Kashin Koji, uh, you know, led them on a wild goose chase. I actually think they used that um, phrase in the episode, if I remember correctly. But, okay, for what purpose would he be doing that, right? Why would he set up a wild goose chase? Well, uh, they thought it was because he just was exposed, so he had to get out of there. But the real reason what Kashin Koji was really there for was for a scroll. <clears throat> and this scroll was said to be a scroll that had information about Shinobi of the leaf from the past, right? And who was a leaf from the shinobi? Who was a shinobi from the leaf in the past? Minato. It's the guy from the one shot. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel like it. What? Because I feel like it's heavily implied that he's looking for information on Jiraiya. Because See, that's what that's we thought too, right? To. That's what everybody thought when it first came out, and <laughs> this was also probably around the time when. Uh, Kashin Koji was getting revealed, no? Because that was 2021. No, not 2021. That was, what year was that? 204. Yeah, that was like 2021. That was 2021. Yeah. So this was around when Kashin Koji was getting revealed uh, to be the clone of Jiraiya. So people did think, oh, he's looking into Jiraiya stuff. But if you remember, when he got that scroll, because he did get away, Kash, uh, Kakashi tried to stop him. They had a little fight. It wasn't a real fight. Uh, Kash and Koji would have won, most likely, right? Especially since the plot demands it. But he got away, and he went back uh, to Amato, right? This was when they were about to betray, uh, what's his name? Jigen. They were Jigen. about to betray Jigen. And so when he went back, they were like, you got it? He was like, yeah. And uh, the reason why we don't believe that it was Jiraiya is because Amato never used that scroll, if I remember correctly. He didn't take it with him when he went to the leaf. Uh, all he took was the data aggregation and maybe some whatever was in that briefcase, but the data aggregation of Akibi, uh for like her backup memories and uh we know that came to fruition because they made a new akebi well a new delta and so that's i agree still in play you know so long yeah. as they you know as so long as you believe that that scroll wasn't about jiraiya which is why it's a little bit less uh likely or 
you know, maybe the the worst of the two options, right? Sasuke and Kash and Koji. So long as you think that that wasn't Jiraiya that they were looking at in that scroll, it could be Minato. And then if that's Minato, that's how he would know the flying Raijin for Boar to learn to learn from him. You know? So Well, I yeah. mean, um if you taken I mean the thing is about the I thought it was about Jiraiya too, but then I was considering the fact that he's already a Jiraiya clone. He already exactly. uses toad summonings. Yep. And and most of the of the tools he uses, they're they're more advanced than what Jiraiya even did. Exactly. So I I yeah, I thought it was a Jiraiya squirrel too, but it was it was highly secured. Like Kakashi, of course, yep. like protected it and fitting it would be fitting because it's kind of fitting because Kakashi was Minato's student. Of course he'd protect Minato's mm-hmm. legacy. Um yeah, no, it's it's possible it could be like the scroll for flying thunder god. But um Well, it was but, a, but, I mean, a scroll that had a bunch of shinobi of the past, so it could be anybody you know that's why matter of fact i remember now uh, what uh the same time line i guess or place and time that this was in this was when they were teasing about a new body remember when they were teasing about a new body in the manga it was mm-hmm. a random body that uh amato had he built in konoha and people were like oh my god who could that be and they were saying oh it's itachi oh it's madara oh it's shisui all these dead people Right. But of course, that was Delta, Um, which is why it also backs that that scroll. It it hasn't been used yet, or if it has, doesn't look like it, you know? Well, well, I was going to say, like, um, like uh, two years ago, I always said that if Boruto really is going to go the Sasuke route, then it would make sense for Boruto become somewhat of a Sasuke mimic. Because uh, Sasuke's Rinnegan, it literally switched places with with certain objects or a certain yeah. person. Like oh, it, it literally switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's literally. Mm-hmm, okay. It's it's flying well, Raijin. It, 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 it teleports you to the object, or teleports the object to you. Right. But well, he can switch object to object too. It's still time space though. It's still yeah. it's the closest thing. To Sasuke, he could do so, Sasuke. Here go another argument yeah. to help Sasuke, right? That Sasuke was the one that helped uh, Boruto learn flying Raijin, either by directly the, teaching him. The or thing some is, yep. Boruto. Someone had to sit down and talk to Boruto about his grandfather. I doubt they just said, "Oh, your grandfather knew this. Let me just teach this to you." You know, the line was put in the manga to. Let us know that someone told him, kind of sat down and talked to him about this stuff. That's what I'm assuming, at least. Well, I mean, and, like, um, it's just weird because, like, it can go either way. They're either Sasuke or Kashin Koji. Because if you think about just the nature of flying Raijin, it's it's sort of expensive to like, um, it like if I remember, uh, three of um, it, three ninjas were required just to do one jump. And they had to focus and concentrate. Um, meanwhile, Minato was literally being like he he was doing Minecraft mode with flying Raijin. It was ridiculous. Like he he was actually yeah teleporting a whole giant like uh, tailed beast bomb 
to to the other side. It's crazy. Um, it's still beating all the Kage to the battlefield. <laughs> right. No. And well, the thing is, too, is um, I don't. I, I mean, if if Flying Raijin is such a good tool, you know, why hasn't Sasuke at least tried to use it? I mean, this is this is I guess is um, a point for the caution Koji theory is if Sasuke really wanted to kind of mimic his Rinnegan's like teleportation technique, he would have done Flying Raijin at least. Like, like he would have done it like um, during Boruto's training at least. Well, look, um, that makes sense. another yeah. you know round of evidence for both, right? For Sasuke, right. another round of well, evidence. Well, I would like to introduce a third option though. I feel like there might be a third party in this Ooh. group because someone you to had to have healed. <laughs> you got somebody well, someone, in mind? <laughs> well, someone had to have healed Kashin Koji, and I doubt he kind of brought himself back to health with one arm and one leg. All by, you know, all by himself. Talking about and I don't think he went to the toads. Or what? Oh, the toads. Yeah, okay. the toads? I thought you meant I, Orochimaru. No, no, no. I think no. I think it is Orochimaru because it makes Ooh. sense. Wow. Orochimaru is the only other person on on Earth that could bring Kashikoji back to health. If if Kashikoji went to the Mountain of the Toads, I feel like the Toads would have notified the village or something. You know, mm. um, Orochimaru has been given permission to be as secret secretive as, as possible, and. What can happen is this brings in the opportunity for the, the legendary Sonny to kind of meet up once again. Hey, Richimaru, Koji. I don't know about Tsunade, but Tsunade could bump into him down the line. But anyways, I see Richimaru being... Because like Koji, um, he probably had some backup plans, and one of those backup plans could have been, I'm just going to bring myself to Richimaru's lair. And no questions asked. He's pro he's going to be curious enough to take me in. Rochimaru heals him up. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what can happen after that. I guess Kachikoji could kind of give him his story. And the thing is, the reason why Rochimaru fits so well is because after Boruto and Sasuke leaves the village. If they were to meet up with Orochimaru, Orochimaru is not going to have all that crazy bias that the village has. Orochimaru is going to believe Sasuke. He's going to... I don't think he cares about Boruto and Kawaki switching places, who Kawaki is or whatever. He's not like the villagers. He's a whole different person. So naturally, for everyone to meet up, is Kachikoji's contingency plan is to bring himself to Orochimaru. Get get gets healed up. Okay, time skip happens. Sasuke and Boruto mm -hmm. on the run, and then they end up meeting Orochimaru to explain the situation. And I 100% see Orochimaru believing Sasuke, Whoa. taking them both in, only for them to find out Kashikoji's there. And I feel like that's the team right now: Orochimaru, Kashikoji, oh, no, Sasuke. You know, the story kind of you know negates that, or like you know, somewhat contradicts it, right? Because when they were having the Kashin Koji versus Jigen fight, they were saying how it looks like he's uh 
he's prepared to die. He's gone into this knowing, you know, he probably can't win. No, matter of fact, let me correct that. Kosh and Koji believed he could win. He really did. And then everybody else, exactly. Everybody else, as in the people watching, right? Naruto, Amato, uh, whoever else was in that uh, room. They were all like, hey, you did tell him, like, this is suicide, basically, right? And uh, Amato was, he did the dot, dot, dot. Kashi Koji didn't think he was going to lose. That, 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 That part of the dialogue was telling us that Kashi Koji thought he was going to survive. Exactly, so but that's why I think doing that there would be no himself. contingency, right? Because he believed he would win. No, no, no that part of the dialogue was Naruto saying, oh, you betrayed him because he thought he could win this fight. That's, that's what why, the dialogue and, was And I'm for. saying that the confidence in the victory, even though he didn't, is why I don't believe he would have a contingency to go to Orochimaru because he believed he would win. Why would you need a contingency? Oh, you know? It's like that. But here goes I mean, some round of evidence for, you know, both again, right? That's why I, I think say, it's I was gonna well, I was gonna say, guys, like there is like a similar plot to this. I don't know if you guys are a fan of uh, any of the John Wick movies. Uh I seen, um, I seen all of them. Yeah. Okay, so you know about Winston and John Wick, right? So yeah. um Winston is the yeah. he's he's the guy in charge of the hotel, right? He he works for a secret organization, but but when it comes to like aiding John Wick, he will aid him to like to his own to the his the risk of his own position of this said secret organization. Um, so I always saw them as kind of alike. Maybe like Caution Koji is the bronze, and then. Amato's obviously the brains, but so is John Wick and Amato. No, uh, sorry, John. Winston. I'm sorry, John Wick yeah. and Winston. And and the thing is, Winston he, he acts kind of dumb. He literally acts dumb in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, he has like an underlying agenda or goal. Um, so like after John Wick three, uh, spoil like little spoiler here. After John Wick three, um, John uh, they uh, the it was the table. They believed John Wick was dead. But Winston said he has no idea where, where John Wick is at. It's unknown because Winston was shooting John Wick. It looked like the betrayal to John Wick. But the whole time, John they took John Wick's body, and he, Winston was in contact with the people that actually took John Wick and healed him up. Yeah. So, I mean, it could... Right, right. So, like, it could be almost like a similar... I can see a similar case where, like... Like, um, a model's like, hey, caution, coach, if anything occurs or happens, we need to keep your, we need to keep wherever you're going to go, like, like very, very secretive. Because I've noticed something about, like, caution, Koji, um, just like Winston, he's very calculative. Like, he knows how to word, like, himself out of, out of, like, suspicious eyes. Well, wouldn't um, a model be. Yeah, wouldn't that be a motto, Winston and motto? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he, yeah, a motto. Okay. My, my bad. I, I'm probably feeling the eggnog still. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, almost like like a motto. A motto would have like if he's going to plan something, uh, silence is gold. So 
of course, he's not going to let absolutely anybody know about any safe places or any or any countermeasures if, if something did go wrong. I can see that happening. Um, I always said, like, Kosh and Koji might be, like, that emergency button if something ever to occur to Kawaki, or in this case, Boruto, if, if that makes sense. Hey, I mean, that's... He's relevant right now, so <laughs> if there is right. a button or a plan, should be coming to uh, fruition sometime soon. I, I mean, this could also go into line like what the, the this can go into line with this too. Like, how does Amato see Boruto? Does he see him as Kawaki, or well, did somebody spill the beans the, and the tell him chapter, like his true identity? The new chapter, we know. Right. right. He, well, he was talking to him, but like, that's what I mean. Like, is in his mind, of course, he's helping Boruto, but in his mind, is he, does he still see Boruto as like Kawaki in this reality, if you know what I mean? Um, no, no, or he, does he actually know the truth? He knows a form of the truth. <laughs> okay. I mean, it. It's more of an assumption. It's not, it's, it's, it's more of a theory, you know, it's not like a. He 100% knows. It's just in his head that facts is not acting up. Exactly. It's not matching up. up. So as of right now, he's just going to assume he needs Kawaki's karma, even if he sees Kawaki as Boruto. I wouldn't wouldn't go as far as saying that he 100% knows, because that's unclear. But he's... Yeah, me neither. He's theorizing Um, in a... In the right direction. You know what? But I have you seen a model? Huh? I was gonna say, have you seen a model this chapter? He is. He is so. Wow. Like I, I. The thing is, I feel like he's kind of uh, making making fun of Kono, uh, Shikamaru. I, I actually do see it because, like, you know why? Because. I I know for a fact the model knows he's being recorded. He's there's a camera in his lab. And he's under watch from the hidden leaf. And he's yeah, saying all this stuff. Agreement. Part of the agreement. And he's saying all this stuff out loud to Sumire, because you know Sumire can report back. And and he's saying it to the to the camera, obviously, right? So in, in a in a way, I know Amato does know something's really wrong. And and he's I think he's playing like some sort of like um double agent in a way he knows what's up and he's like almost in a way mocking shikamaru's intelligence that's no, what I, I that's what i read i think you're I think uh, reading too much into it i feel no, like no 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 i wouldn't no i agree though because he's been oh wait sorry <laughs> yeah no i think it's i'm gonna right. experience some of these uh problems um omnipotence for sure i mean ida's charm was omnipotence wasn't it yeah byproduct so I'm sure Amino has experienced some of the stuff already mm-hmm. and he was prepared for it. And he knew it was going to happen again, especially with Ida coming back with Damon. Um, well, we have, well, we should keep, but, keep in mind you know, that he doesn't know that the second, that the second omnipotence was going to happen. Well, unless he planned this far. No. Yeah. Future. But I'm sure he knew it was going to happen. Like, there's no way of knowing. No, again, <laughs> also to that, because um, as Mumoshi said, you know, there was no way for Amato to have known that this is not uh, 
the Shinjutsu. It's actually omnipotence. That's the Shinjutsu. So, you know, take the word of the Momoshiki, the god. There's a chance that Ishiki could have told him. Why would Ishiki tell him? He's trying to dispose of these powerful beings. Just as present. You know? Yeah, but Amato knows a lot about the Otsutsuki. We have to either assume Ishiki told him, or he's an Otsutsuki, one or the other. Oh, no way Amato's an Otsutsuki. No, no, no. Oh, this goes to the Otsutsuki Amato theory, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So... I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write, like, get that out of the realm of possibility. Like, it's a... Uh... <laughs> I mean, ignore Kishimoto. Yeah. So look, though, everything right? that he's told us, there's three options. Yeah. It's either Amato's an Otsutsuki, Amato was told by Ishiki, or Amato's just lying. I don't think he's, well, he's not lying because because he he works with the technology, yeah. and if all other Otsutsukis were that smart, they wouldn't need him. Ishiki Jigen wouldn't really need Amato; they could just do it themselves, you know. So yeah. I think right. So them three points. I don't think he's lying, right? Because Momoshiki verified his testimony about Shibai. So why lie about that? But then also, right, um, Amato, everything he's done and probably will do is really just another way of explaining Osusuke powers, right? Just like Akibi. He was trying to do what Akibi, you know, to save Akabi, the same thing that Karma does, and he that he made the connection between the two. He was like, "Okay, I cannot bring back my daughter, but you know what can Karma?" And so I'll put it into Karma. And if he is using these unknown, well, they're not unknown because you know, Jigen at the time probably would have told them that, you know, I put these Karmas on these kids so I could revive maybe right even if he doesn't that makes it even better because then that would mean he uses these unknown concepts and up and can actually figure it out there is no lying that needs to be done because um he would just figure out what he needs to do with them that's how he figured out to put a karma back on the kawaki that's how he figured out how to transplant these shibai powers abilities two mm. on you know non-osuski people so that's why i don't think uh amato is it but again with the who teaching boruto flying raijin here go another piece of evidence for sasuke right sasuke as y'all pointed out had the rinnegan at one point and his rinnegan one of his abilities was to teleport and switch with people right or so, objects yeah yeah or yeah objects switch with things and uh so you would assume that somebody who sees the value in an ability like that right because it definitely had value it's the whole reason they didn't die any time earlier or they didn't lose any time earlier right with uh with jigen he would have died if he didn't have teleport and or what is it called amino tejikara something like that um and then he would have lost if he couldn't switch with Kawaki whenever Ishiki was trying to plant the karma on him, right? So 
he sees the great value of what it, you know, an ability like this can give you in a battle, whether it be offensive or defensive, right? So if he knows that, he should know I should teach this to him because it's so important. And he knows, right, that everybody is against him, which means against Boruto, which means they're probably going to have to fight somebody, somebody strong, too. So, yeah, that's why another uh, reason why, you know, maybe Sasuke was the one to teach him. Another reason for Kashin Koji, right, would be because, hold on, I'm checking something right quick. Okay. Another reason for Kashin Koji would be because not only would, if the scroll is to be holding Minato information, but also because Kashin Koji would also see how valuable that is in a fight. Because even though he didn't see Sasuke with that type of ability, he saw uh, Karma. He saw it from Jigen. He saw how good Karma is from just being able to teleport over to the Karma with the Karma. And he instantly arrived on the battlefield. So again, both of them have experienced or at least seen uh, teleport-like abilities and the value of it. So both of them would also see the value in teaching it to this person being Boruto. So yeah, I, that's another reason. Why I would just I argue though. It. I would just argue that Sasuke, like the thing is, the fire Raijin was a, it's a specific jutsu that was invented. And like for Sasuke to teach it to Boruto, he would need he would need the scroll or just reinvent it himself. Because I mean, he's seen it in the war. I guess you can argue that, that in the would... war he's seen Minato use it, mm-hmm. and maybe his Sharingan helped him grasp the concept a bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could make an argument there. And then Kashin Koji, he has he's never seen the jutsu before, so this no, really the shouldn't Raijin, be a reason for teleportation like abilities though. And right, yeah, but another piece Borch of is using maybe. the flying Raijin, though. Yeah, but like he, he again, stated that the, the name scroll, is flying Raijin. If I know, but if the scroll is to have old shinobi, you know, information, it could. But here go another one that probably is better evidence for Kashin Koji outside of just oh this scroll in this anime episode, right? Another. Uh, piece of evidence for Kashin Koji is the Minato one shot, right? <laughs> because first off, I think that Minato one shot was always going to be the Minato one shot. <laughs> I don't think they were ever going to let uh-huh. anybody else win that bowl. I don't say it's bodied, I ain't saying nothing, but I believe that they would never let anybody else win that bowl because so prior one shot to would that, help. Exactly. Prior to that, I agree. Um, what's it called? Prior to that poll, like Naruto uh, ninety nine, Kishimoto was talking about doing a story for, you know, Minato, and he was saying that he was gonna do one about him being young, or when he was young. I mean, which is what we got in the Minato one shot. But in the Minato one shot, right? Who was teaching uh, Minato? 
<laughs> a new jutsu. It wasn't Flying Raijin, but it was a new jutsu. It was Jiraiya, right? And if we do put weight on that well, Minato one-shot for other, you know, plot points in the future that probably haven't come to fruition yet or uh, might not even, but if we do put weight in that, we should put some weight into why it was Jiraiya that was teaching him. And Jiraiya made him realize how to make a Rasengan. Well, how to master and stabilize well, the Rasengan. Well, Jiraiya wasn't teaching it to him. He, he was. The, the, he it was started out with him, him watching a Beast Bomb right in his face. And then he got the idea and he was developing Yeah, he it. got the idea, but and he then, couldn't do it. And he was saying that how it was unstable to do. It would just dissipate after a while after he makes it and then jiraiya was well like, yeah jiraiya gave well, him tips exactly and that's exactly what uh both of them can because both of them can do the flying raijin you could just give them tips right again a teacher don't really gotta know <laughs> it sounds dumb but a teacher doesn't really have to know what the subject is so long as he can teach it to you right um but well yeah so the usually the, usually there's like a foundation you know like minato already kind of was forming his own foundation yeah but it was what, only until then, um, the ice pop from jiraiya that he figured it out right because he was like um you know he tried to give him a tip he was like you should look at the whirl in your head right the little uh the little crown on your head and look at the way it, it uh i guess goes clockwise or counterclockwise and just follow that imagine your chakra like that and then minato was i mean like, this, this is hmm? that does make sense I, I i can see it from mm -hmm. a lore perspective too when you think about it because all right if if jiraiya was the one who introduced flying raijin to minato then you have to also you know understand the history i, I suppose um because jiraiya's uh teacher is sarutobi Sarutobi's a professor himself. He knows everything. He knows yeah. mostly all jutsu that I know of. And his own his own sensei was Toby yeah, Rama, Rama himself, the invent who made Yeah, the invent mm -hmm. Yeah, who made Flying Raijin. So I can honestly see it. It's yeah. it's it's like there's just so much like there's just so much <laughs> too many candidates, I think. Yep. There's just there's well, just so I much unexplained. Just two candidates. Orochimaru? No. Do you <laughs> well, Orochimaru, he wouldn't know the jutsu though, because he, his goal is to learn every jutsu, or at least it was his goal. Yep. Wait, drifting. I was going to say, like, uh, the Orochimaru point, I thought it was a, a tad interesting, considering Orochimaru has, like, kind of beat, he had uh, originally had beef with Minato getting chosen over him as a Hokage. You're um, right. What, yeah. Like because like, it, it like he wasn't happy. Yeah, like that. He made it a point when he was about to assassinate Sarutobi. He was like, "You should have chose me, not like that blonde-haired kid." And then, like, yeah, I mean, that's there. There, there is some history going on. So it's just like so, so many characters in the series. They have so much connection with each other. Um, they're all intertwined in some way, um, which I I think that's what. But the what. I think what's funnier is Kishimoto's so secretive about flying Raijin. Like, he kind of is. Like, 
he's very we know it's from toby rama but like he's very secretive of like like how did to- toby rama like where did he get that concept was it in fact i was even mentioning i think this is uh, this is interesting you guys might like this like the i'm not calling toby rama a fraud but there's like there's like evidence of like something weird happening uh i i can explain it um so in in sasuke right ritsudan remember that the arc with the dinosaurs weird dinosaurs okay right so you guys remember so um yeah yeah the red-haired guy the the warden of that of that um prison he literally made a, a reanimation jutsu to bring back undead dinosaurs, right? To bring back ancient prehistoric dinosaurs that are extinct. He just needed like genetic samples via chicken. And then Sasuke said, oh, so you know reanimation jutsu too. How do you know that? And then the warden said, reanimation? What the hell is that? I just like revived the dinosaurs. So then Sasuke was like, oh, you know reanimation, but yet you're using it. So like there, this this came to me, um, rediscovery. Uh, basically, what I'm, yeah, rediscovery. Basically, what I'm saying is, did did Toby Rama truly invent flying Raijin? When you think about it, because this guy out of the bat, he just made a like a reanimation jutsu. It's forbidden, but he made it for these animals. And he has no knowledge, prior knowledge of like Toby Rama or any of his history. So like this made me kind of question whether some of the things Toby Rama did was original or was it like copied from an ancient scroll, you know, like maybe the Sage of Six Paths or whatever. So this kind of made me question the origins of some things like reanimation jutsu, flying thunder god, all that, all that stuff. So um this this I think it's almost like almost a game changer in a way because like if you if you have guys reinventing forbidden jutsu, who's to say the original quote unquote inventors really made this sort of stuff? I think I think that's like like a really big lore piece. Um, I, I well, want to know your thoughts on that. Well, there's people who invent it, and then there's the ones who figure out how to do things differently. With right, discovery. Yeah, with Kakashi telling Boruto, like, figure out how to how to turn the Rasengan into your own jutsu. And we, we've seen many types of jutsus with, with Boruto, whether compressed, disappearing, even a green shuriken-looking one. But I think it all depends on the user, and I think when it comes to Flying Raijin, it's not exactly how Minato did it. Boruto has his own twist and his own version of it that he mastered um well he did he did say that he's not as good as his grandfather um i mean he it looked like he had to focus like he looked like he had to like kind of concentrate i don't know if it's because it's because it's uh in another dimension entirely that could be the case where like you know traveling we, to another dimension huh? yeah we don't really know too much of how boruto uses it and what's going on we don't. We need right. to see more for sure. Well, this is chapter it, five. For anyone it, listening right now, do we're we, only on chapter five. What's up? Do we think that the story's going to explain it to us, or it's just going to yeah. like gloss over it? Definitely, eventually, yeah. And, yeah, and the, it should. The story does explain it to us. 
what would be the most acceptable way for you guys? Like, which way would you be like, okay, this makes the most sense? Or which way would you say, okay, I, this is kind of reaching? Like, which so, would be acceptable? Um, who teaches them? All right. Uh, yeah. Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> no, matter of fact, oh, man. Kash and Koji. Kash and Koji. I'll switch my answer. Yes, I'm flip-flopping. <laughs> Yikes, it's just so hard to pick. It really is. So that's the... No, well, that's I the beauty of like Naruto. Well, that that's actually the beauty of Naruto and Boruto. Like, there's so much. It's uh, the the and the reader has to kind of like investigate it himself if he really wants to know the truth. I, I like that. Um, no, but like, yeah, it, it just makes me question something. Something seem a little yeah. almost out of place. You know, With like reanimation jutsu. I thought that they just meant that it was a different way. Like, it's just different. It's just not reanimation jutsu. It's something else. Um, well, he was the, talking about, the, oh, you don't know about the reanimation mm-hmm. jutsu? I thought that that's what they meant. It's um, like um, it's like know. when you sharpen a pencil, some people might use a pencil sharpener. Or a knife. Some people might use <laughs> a knife. You know, some people might do it differently. So as far as the flying Raijin, like, Minato did it by putting markings on either his kunai or objects or people. Boruto, I feel like he could either put markings or like we we've seen it with his pendants on his clothing, but maybe even with chakra. Yeah, or maybe even the toads are working with his chakra and the pendants or something like that, and then making it even more complicated and minotope. But he's not good yet. He he said it himself. He's not as good as his grandpa yet. Minotope was insane with it. Um, oh. Minato was. You know just, what that means too, right? Was, you know what it means that uh, he's not as good at it than his grandpa. That means most likely he didn't have this for a while, which also leads mm. me to believe Kash and Koji over over uh, Sasuke, because Sasuke for two years he wasn't with him, and if in mm-hmm. two years, right? If we assume that he can get it in one year from Sasuke, why would he not master it more in two years, right? Because he's a genius. Sasuke said it himself. So that's why I think also Kash and Koji did it. Um, but also because I just want uh, the anime scroll to actually like be another proof or you know pattern of evidence that the anime is important. What they put in there is important. And if you don't watch it, you're missing out heavily. Because imagine somebody didn't know that he took a scroll. And then when they say it in the manga, or if they say it in the manga, they're like, oh, what? Asshole. No, you skipped it. You didn't watch it. <laughs> you know? So that's um, also why. Well, I, I think there's a lot of things the anime... Even in back in Naruto, I, this is probably going to go back to the Sumeri thing, actually, because in Naruto, um, there was an anime exclusive character. And again, you were, we were talking about like, like the importance of what anime does to, um, to the future of the story, because it, this kind of ties back to the original like Sumeri Uchiha thing. It's because like in the anime, there was an an exclusive anime character called uh, Naori, and she has a striking similarity to yeah, Sumeri. Again, maker. the the yeah the inventor of Izanami, and at the time, 
it was it it was made to counter Izanagi. Um and what's interesting too is like she's kind of like a very, very, very odd Uchiha. I mean, like first of all, she believes in compassion, uh redemption and uh, uh forgiveness for oneself, right? This is like weird. Um and not to mention the purple hair and then the petals of her eye of her Mangi Kyosharingan represents like uh, violet petals, which also means sumire. Um, I I kind of agree. I, oh, I feel really? like the yeah I I I feel like the anime kind of in a way flat out tells you what's going to happen. It's just that manga mm-hmm. readers kind of don't want to accept they that, ironically. Okay. And you know why? Um, it all goes mm-hmm. back to not just the culture, right? Of who these people that don't want to accept it are, but also mm-hmm. because then. Boruto would have to be uh, the first on something, and they would not want that, right? Where have you seen something like that, where the anime is essentially like dictating the story, somewhat, to at least to this extent, right? Where have we seen it? At most, maybe you could say Super, but that's because of the movie, and they're only just now adapting the movie into the manga. Maybe Super. I have never heard of nothing else like that. Um, I, I mean, um, well, th- that was the interesting part too, because like, and Naruto, and it was in Naruto SD. They showed Naori in one panel, like they 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 didn't forget about her. They obviously put they wrote her down with the rest of the Uchiha clan. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to reintroduce this sort of character again, if this na- if this Uchiha theory is true for Sumire. Again, this is just a huge stretch. It's reaching a little bit. Yeah. But um, if that is the case, I mean, that would be wild, of course. That'd be, like, crazy. That'd be, like, one of the biggest, like, uh, foreshadowings in, yeah. in Naruto history because, like, yeah. we're talking about a character before 2015. Um, it's it's not even his character, too. Sumire? Yeah, not even, yeah, not not even, even his character. character. But but so is Naori. Naori Uchi is not even his exactly. character as well. Um, <laughs> so um, I was gonna say like, so I I think that might be like a huge indicator. But mm-hmm. but then people were are saying okay, so if Sumire is not in Bloodline Uchiha, then you can you can cross that off. You, let's say hypothetically you can cross that off. That doesn't rule out the concept of re- potential reincarnation because we do know reincarnation can occur yep, the in the naruto verse yep the cat mm-hmm. episodes we've seen this with indra and ashura yeah. they reincarnate so I, I mean reincarnation occurs when the the person i in a way doesn't i'm not gonna say ref, like refuses, refuses but to like die. yeah i know what you mean but yeah Right, they, they have like a longing or well, like, a, like they have a purpose before they can go. To that fulfill. never got accomplished. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? No, no I, I was just going to add to that, but no, like, no, no, um, watch Bar to set it for me, like the whole purpose thing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, really it, it, it's um, so you could say. Sumire could be like the spiritual reincarnation of Naori Uchiha, which wouldn't, I, w- I say it wouldn't be such a bad story because 
you know, as long as you add uh, some good, as long as you add like good story points to it, it would be a very interesting like origin. It would, it would, it, I, I think it would be, it, you just got to write it down. Uh, yeah. it, it's just got to be written down correctly. Like, you know, yeah, or it, the, it mm-hmm. probably the biggest hurdle I have with that, right? Like the biggest thing stopping me from wanting to believe it more is mm-hmm. that they already did the fake identity thing, right? She was a Shigaraki, right? Her, her father's last name was Shigaraki. They took theirs. They took the dad's before, but after Donzo died and, you know, the foundation broke up, they had to go into hiding because his father, her father, was in the foundation. Well, in the Donzo part of the foundation. And uh, so when they went into hiding, they changed the Sumire's last name to her mother's maiden name, which is Kake, which is what we know her as now, right? Um, Amato just, uh, what's it called? Amato just addressed her as Kake. So that's probably the biggest hurdle I have for, you know, wanting, but to believe it, like, okay, so not only did they go into hiding before and had to change name, but now she's also a reincarnation, but there is right. The point of how do two black haired or at least dark colored haired parents make a purple haired person child, you know, because that like Naori was, cannot, you know, get around. Well, the Naori was also an Uchiha yeah. with purple hair, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was again, again, it's it's it, it is stretching, but you, we have to consider that that this Naori character was also a weird individual among it, the Uchiha if clan. It is true. Uh, hello. If it's true, I feel like it would be something, it'd be on the similar level to Code being an Uzumaki. An Uzumaki, like, like it'd be it's huge. Be, yeah. It, I feel like it's one of those things that might actually never be revealed. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> if it's true. Speaking of Code Uzumaki, right? Theory, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. That might also, be this, what turns This will have to be our last theory we got to touch up on because we've been on for a minute oh yeah all right so that might be what turns him right because everybody's you know looking at the situation with code like what are you gonna do now right because it seems that they've overtook your spot in the light right well i truly believe code is gonna turn good whether it be for Boruto or for Kaoki, right? Because right now he's, by turning good, he would be with Kaoki because he's not killing Boruto anymore or wanting to. But then also the real turning good is to be with Boruto and to help him. So either way he goes uh, is... I don't um, know because as far as I see, Code is so into the Otsuki will and, of and who's Oshiki an and everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the idea of code turning good. It, it it would be um, it'd be ultimate it'd redemption. Be another Amato. I mean, not Amato. It would be another Al. Right. right. Well, the thing is, like, code is a 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys seen the memes about him recently, but uh, <laughs> they always make me <laughs> code. Yeah, <laughs> load clown, you name it. So yeah. I feel like I feel like the ultimate redemption for Code is to hang up the villain, a wannabe villain thing, and help Boruto on his quest um, exactly. to stop to stop the Otsutsukis. Because I mean, if if it would be kind of it would be kind of big if Boruto himself is like, hey, listen, I know like I know you and Kawaki are pretty much orphans and. You know, you saw Jigen as your only father figure, but it's, you know, he was a dangerous man at the end of the day. Like, he bamboozled you. I can see that occurring where Boruto talk no jutsu's code. I mean, it would be funny, There's but... the reason they're establishing Boruto's and Code's relationship right now, right? Mm -hmm. Because if Code really realized that, you know, the Shinju are doing what he's wanting to do, which is kill Boruto he would just leave like he we've seen him do that right don't talk just leave right the only time he doesn't talk is when he's uh not rational right which is when he was trying to leave with shikamaru and then you know kawaki would have been letting him and then mm -hmm. for boruto same thing he saw the shinju he was like oh it seems that they also want to kill you and I don't even got to control them to do it. Okay. It seems like a big weight was, you know, dropped off my shoulders. If he really was trying to say that while Boruto was telling him to help him or asking him to help him to fight back, he would have right. just left. So I really think that code maybe even wants to be, uh, not saved, but, useful for somebody um because that's his old thing right at the beginning of when we first see code he just wants to be of use to jigen is his extreme loyalty and uh i could see the same way that that uh not obsession but i guess obsession just like kawaki with naruto he could turn it on to boruto but it wouldn't be obsession it would just be you know because he wants to unlike well, we, we also well, we also got to consider that like code is targeting the wrong guy from like from the get-go exactly. he's actually yeah he he if he realizes the truth that like like this whole time kawaki's the one in konoha he i i do see code actually aiding boruto be like oh shit my bad uh, and that might even you know, explain the wardrobe for kawaki right everybody's when we first ever saw Kawaki, I mean, when we first ever saw Code, people were like, what mm -hmm. the hell? That looks like, that looks like his clothes. That looks like Kawaki's clothes in uh, episode one when he had the purple scarf pinstripe around his neck. Just like Code's clothes that are pinstripe with purple. And uh, if he were to be with Boruto, there's a chance Kawaki would be fighting him. And from what we look... Or from what it seems, uh, Kawaki would probably win that. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, I think it's a little, I'm not going to lie. I do feel, uh, you know, with all these jokes, jokes aside, I do feel kind of bad for Code. Because oh, I feel yeah. like he's not going to, like, yeah. People forget that he has as sad of a backstory as Kawaki. Yeah, no, people it. are forgetting that. 
Well, the, the thing is, like, I, I, there's that disturbing thought Kawaki put out in part one. Because in part one, he said, well, you could just put karma in code. And the thing is, people are like, oh, that's true. But, like, just think about that. Like, karma is no better than cancer. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's that seems kind of like too much, too extreme. Even for I feel like Boruto won't. Yeah, it's ruthless because karma is a curse. It's it's not it's not good at all. Like imagine you have like, yeah, you're dying. You're you're basically dying. Like and mm-hmm. you're gonna become something else entirely, right? So like I feel like Boruto's not gonna do that. I don't. I don't see that being in character. Um, oh, he said and I he think, wasn't right when the prospect yeah. first came up. He said, "Hell no, I'm not doing that." What? I gotta take. Yeah, a because like, yeah. I mean, code might be like load, but like, damn, that's that's going too extreme. And you um, know what? I think that they're mm-hmm. not showing us his backstory like in full, right? Because all we've seen is him at Kara. We haven't seen him before Kara, just like Kaoki. Um, the well, way the anime I feel like it's implied. Is. Sorry, yeah, it's definitely implied. They they imply that when Kawaki was first coming to the to the car hideout with all the kids in the bags, the IB bags, um, Jigen was telling him, "Hey, I'm gonna take you, and there's gonna be a kids, uh, you know, with similar background as you," which is clearly uh, talking about his backstory which is abusive father, uh, alcoholic, uh, working for his father, you know, all that while still believing Mm -hmm. that his father was a war hero, whether he was or not, you know? So my daddy was a hero. That shit was so sad. (laughs) Yeah, that that was, it was, I I don't know. I just, I I feel like code's going to have this, He's gonna have a bad ending. Like at the end, they I I do see him like turn well, to leave, it but it's gonna be too late if by then. He decides that to be his ending, right? That's the same mm-hmm. thing as uh Neji. People say, "Oh, it was a bad ending for Neji," but he decided it. That's what he wanted right. to do. That's how he wanted to contribute. So it would just be a sad fate for Code, I think, because I mean, technically, his own shin, like the Shinju itself, like literally called him a clown imagine your own creative mistake exactly. calling you like a clown they spelled it like, out for yeah. him. his destiny is to be used by somebody else but just like so Nikki, is he is he the, huh mm-hmm. oh, well I, the, I was thinking oh, is he like well i was just saying if if he's a new obito <laughs> then for you guys uh maybe you know boruto would forgive I, him because it's not his fault he doesn't know mm-hmm. that's the thing i i always thought that code was the obito of the story obviously he isn't obito himself but um there's a lot of similarities to code and obito um i've gone over this with like a a few of my theories basically obito has powers of naruto and sasuke as as in obito has the um sharigan the uchiha endra side and then he has to send you DNA of the Ashra side. Code has a karma, which Boruto and Kawaki has. Um, Madara, as he was dying, he gives his will to Obito. Ishiki did the same thing to Code. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have 
a girl that they're interested in and it's somewhat part of their motivation both of their goals is eventually becoming a godlike creature Obito well and they snap because of that girl. becoming the Tintel's jerky was just a part of the Tsukiyomi while code is just becoming Otsutsuki God? And there's just so many similarities. They both have time and space, obviously. And then, yeah, and then Code has a specific um, disgust towards Kawaki. And Obito did have a similar disgust towards Naruto because of how happy-go-lucky Naruto was. And for Code, it's different because for Kawaki, he just hates that Kawaki has everything that he does. That he doesn't. Yep. And um, authors, um, Kishimoto has some sort of favoritism to a degree, like with the whole shine gun in Kakashi's eye, while Ikimoto oh. loves his cats. And what do you know? He's his clobber, you know? Right. So um, I just think Code is Ikimoto's baby. He's not just going to, I think he's being saved up for something big. Um, as far as like redemption, I feel like he hasn't done anything that's worth re- redeeming yet. Like, sure, Sasuke got captured. Yeah, that's true, but <laughs> they haven't done anything yet in the story. Exactly. I mean, they as captured they a few people in stuff, the tree. It'll be his fault. Maybe even yeah, that's true, but that's that. probably not though. It's still, cool. like. Hmm. The audience, though, like they're not, they're gonna see the Shinju, the clones, the Clawgrime. They're not gonna see it as like Kobe. Oh, I think <laughs> I'm gonna say will. Kobe Toe. as Kobe him- Toe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> performing those acts. Like people want to see Code actually performing these acts, not Code tripping on a rock and then that and then a butterfly effect destroys the future. And now he has to redeem himself for it. You know what I'm saying? I could definitely see that. In ways, you know? Yeah. No, this is interesting. This is the first time I ever considered Code as a new Obito. This kind of... It, it does make sense. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the new Obito, but just not as big as a, a, a you know, a savage. Because Obito was a, a savage in Shippuden. Like, he was actually that guy. Like, mm-hmm. when you think about it, Code is the opposite. That too um, is also why well, I think he's gonna. K- Kichimoto, the way he's approaching his characters in mm-hmm. Boruto, it's like in Naruto. What they would do is they will introduce the character as this big crazy villain, then they will give us the backstory. But in Boruto, they're trying to develop the villains live, like in our faces, mm-hmm. and then they'll give us the villains. backstory. Maybe because they're not villains. Think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will even argue. It feels like it's implied that Code was groomed growing up. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's what happened to him. One thousand percent. Yeah, so that's why he's just obsessed, and it feels blindly because it's parenthood. Parents can groom their kids to act a certain way, and the kids just because you could say the same for Kawaki, right? He kind of was groomed. Well, Kawaki um, rejected it though. It was well. Did he? He tried to brainwash him. No, no, and he Before rejected that. it, and. Before that, his real father. He was kind of groomed. Well, he was. Doing I, what well, the that's guy true. And he was and he, thinking it was for a benefit. He was. My daddy was a hero. It always reminds me 
of Men in Black 3 when Will, well, Will's character, Jay, finds out what happens. It always reminds me of that. Where he sees his own father die and he doesn't even remember it up until now. Maybe same way that Will realized, you know, what's going on. Uh, Code or even Kawaki realize what happened to them and it just changes it flips a switch in them Um, because for Will or Will's character Jay he realized everything has to happen because it just has to you know he couldn't save his own father so same with uh, Kawaki I mean same with Code things just have to happen this way and though it's, right. it's a bit different though oh yeah Go ahead, right, so, um, I, I know you're about to tell are, <laughs> yeah let's let's put in our final thoughts because we uh do gotta end this episode so any final thoughts on that i think i think my final thought is that code will be will play an important character well uh, oh, sorry an important role later down the line and he he will, ch- I think, in a way, aid Boruto because sooner or later, mm-hmm. um, you know, all every every dark, everything hiding in in the dark eventually comes out in the light. So I do, I do believe, like, Code will see that he's being bamboozled somehow, some way. He's gonna like realize the truth. I, that's my prediction. All right. Uh, Drifting, any final thoughts on that? Um, as far as code goes, um, I feel like while it's hard to see now, I feel like his build-up is really going to turn into something big in the future. It might not be as special because it's being dragged out a bit far, but I feel like he will end up... I think... Um, similar to how Boruto is kind of becoming more like Sasuke, the person he idealizes, and how Kaoki is unintentionally becoming similar to Ishiki, I feel like Code will also eventually become what Ishiki was striving to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my thoughts. Um, I definitely think Code is a uh, a cool character. For like, he's cool. Um, but I feel like he's gonna end up dying at some point, uh, whether it's helping out or not. You know, I feel like he might end up dying. He's not gonna survive. Yeah. Um, watch Barto. You got anything you want to say on that? Uh, yeah, for code, right? Yeah. Final thoughts. So I think we all are at least in agreement that it's looking like he's gonna die, right? But uh, I want to kind of rephrase what uh all of y'all just said right so um code right with the shinju right uh hold on (laughs) i'm looking at something right quick i got a notification i know i'm not supposed to but all right so yeah code right we could probably cut this out anyways uh code he will go out not similar to you know obito right because we're all saying he's kind of like obito um i think he's gonna go more similar out to neji and 
a little bit of Obito in there. And what I'm saying is Boruto might even feel, you know, guilt or whatever type of emotion for whatever happens to Code because he knows he was just in the crossfire, you know. He didn't want this. All he wanted was to be helpful to somebody. And what's probably what I think is going to happen is that he will be helpful to Boruto, but in the process will, you know, lose his life and Boruto will be very, very distraught about that. And he might even blame himself. Uh, that might be the the turning point, right? Because that's the, they've already set up that with the proposition of putting a code, I mean, putting a karma on code. Right, Kawaki was for it. He was like, hey, that's code. <laughs> he doesn't, you know, he shouldn't be shown any mercy. But then on Boruto's side, uh, Boruto isn't gonna, even if that's code. And he's, you know, wanting to do what he does. So I believe that just like Neji was a mind f switch or like a... Uh, not a plot device, because that sounds, that has a negative connotation to it, right? Just like he was important to the plot, right? In mm. Obito versus Naruto, right? Obito was like, see, you can't save everybody. Naruto was distraught, and Nata brought him back. Just like that, I believe Code will be the Neji in that, and um, that, you know, somebody will bring back Boruto or maybe even himself you know we don't know but uh after that he's gonna turn and instead of being a quarrel between siblings like he said at the end of part one in chapter 80 where that he was just gonna I can't let this end with brother killing brother I think it will end with brother killing brother and code will be one of many right because it's not just code um, or if it is just code, I would hope that it isn't just code. I would hope that it would be more than just code to die or be the cause for the switch in trying to not be brother versus brother and brother killing brother to brother killing brother by the end of it. Well, I like favorite. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty nice. I so, uh, the outro. yeah, for sure. I'm doing it right now. Um, thank you, Theo and Drifting, for joining. Um, I do hope to see you guys join the podcast again. Um, I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about that we weren't able to fit in this recording. Um, to any of the guests, listeners that are listening and got this far, that is so awesome. Uh, please leave a comment or reaction on the site. Um, and join the Discord if you want to be part of future episodes. If you got some topics you want to talk about, get your voice in there. We're all for it, and I hope to see and hear from you. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thanks and, for having us. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right, and Borto, watch Borto, you can cut it.